and, and then, uh, got I, a phone call from a relative right that said it's too dangerous to go there. Yeah. Don't don't go. Do not go. Yeah. And so Akmal and being out. a coward. Yes. And Akmal uh, canceled I didn't his go. flights and everything. But, but get this, I forgot to tell Joe. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> and he shows up in Egypt, and he he's text. He's, uh, he, he, he 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 like sends me a message on Facebook. Says, "Where are you, man? What part of Egypt?" He said, "No, no, no. I'm in Bankstown. I'm at the Westfields. Where are you? In Westfields? I'm in Cairo." Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt. This is Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Hey, buddy. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good, good. I got um, I got Akmal here with us. Hello, James. Oh, hello, Akmal. How are you? So you're in the same place at the same time? We're in the same bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know the budget's very tight. It's a big, comfortable bed, but uh, Joel's feet extend. Is that like you used to um, sleep in the same bed as as your auntie? Huh? My auntie's here as well. Yes, <laughs> I have an auntie who once breastfed a dog. That's a true story. <laughs> that is that is true. I can vouch for that. Not not from um, witnessing, but from um, hearing that story. Yeah, no, time. that's a true story. My my auntie Faiza was uh, had a, gave birth. And the baby wasn't, uh, the milk out of her breast wasn't uh, being expelled. And her husband didn't uh, want to take her to the doctor. And he got a newborn puppy to suckle on her breast and it worked. That's a true story. It's an odd one to begin the uh, podcast <laughs> with, completely out of context. <laughs> but, but true uh, nonetheless. Well, he mentioned my auntie. <laughs> whenever you say the word auntie, I think of breastfeeding dog. Well, I thought you were... Um... You've used family quite a lot throughout your performances. Uh, what does someone do if they don't yes. have an unusual family? Well, they get a job with Telstra, <laughs> which is what I I, I I used to work for you Telstra. You used to work for Telstra. Yes, and my mum used to say, no matter how much success I've had in this business, she'd say, yes, that's good, but you know, if you'd stayed at your job with Telstra, you would have been manager by now. <laughs> well, everyone can have big dreams. She's right. <laughs> yes, that's right, T- Telstra. Or could be you would have been manager at Telstra. Yes. Flexi time. Yes. Long lunches. Yes. Superannuation. Superannuation. Yeah. Things that I can only dream of <laughs> as a comedian. <laughs> one, one day. Yeah, lunch. Yes. <laughs> food. Nine to five existence. Nine to five. Yes. yes. Mm. Peak hour traffic. Peak hour traffic. I yes. miss peak hour traffic. Mm-hmm. I, well, you get addicted to that you carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's hard to find these days. Peaking, they call it. Mm. Peaking yeah. duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll just let you guys continue on. You guys are doing an awesome job there. <laughs> no, no, I've never actually met James. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce your surname? Um, Shramko. Shramko. That's, fa- that's a great surname. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, yeah. It's it actually it's it's said how it looks, but a lot of people seem to be able yeah. to muck it up. And I imagine you, yeah, you've actually changed names at one point, haven't you? To to uh, switch to the more acceptable, bellable versions, and then you went back. Is that right? Of, of Akmal Sali, there is no <laughs> yeah. acceptable version. <laughs> They're all unacceptable. Whatever version you. Now, I, when I first started. I changed my name. Um, I gave myself the stage name of Peter. So I thought, you know, if I use Peter, people will like me more and won't realize I'm ethnic. But uh, obviously, the I, I didn't give the audience enough credit. 
they're yeah. actually smarter they than they thought. They figured it out. They figured it out. Yeah. We, 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 were, we were in a town, um, Kyton, today in Victoria, and we had two chemists that were basically pretty much next to each other. They had one store between them. One was Bloom's and mm. one was um, Amcal. And, uh, and I, I went with Amcal because <laughs> I thought that sounds a bit like my name. I've been, tra- I've been introduced as Amcal. Please welcome Amcal. <laughs> Amcal chemist. Any prescriptions? Oh, really? Yes, that's about the closest thing I'll ever become, uh, you know, to a doctor, to a doctor or yes. a chemist. Yes. yes. But you have quite a lot of doctors <laughs> in your family. Yes, and some of them are registered. <laughs> some, wow. Yeah, some of them have not been. I think I might have seen yeah. on some of them on uh, today tonight. Oh yeah, no, they make regular appearances. You wouldn't have seen their faces because it would be <laughs> pixelated because it's still the court's still in uh, it's still in the, in the hands of the courts. But uh, I come from a very dodgy family. And, uh, you know, this gives you, uh, uh, James, this gives you an idea how dodgy my family is, right? I am the most respectable. <laughs> I'm the most respectable of all my family. So you get an idea. Imagine if you'd stuck with that Telstra job. You, you could have made it all the way. Could have been manager, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that now, was never... Akma, you had many, many hidden talents. Yes. You they were... remain hidden. Most mm-hmm. of the, they will, I will die with them. Let, and that... Oh, that's... That's like my style of humour that uh, Joel and I have been developing. Hidden, it's invisible hidden talents. You've got to look yeah. hidden. Yeah. You've got to look beyond the. Only very intelligent people yeah. get it. It's, it's too dry for yeah. most people. Yeah, and, uh, and don't worry, I haven't started. I'll let you know when I when I turn on being funny. No, no, I, I haven't started. I, I only a very very intelligent uh, group of people understand my humour. Uh, one of them is Stephen Hawking, yes. and the rest I haven't met. No. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't you know just do my jokes to everybody. Yes, you know, as, as you saw tonight, Joel, <laughs> they just sat there and stared. No, no, that was that was that was good tonight. It was I hadn't yeah. seen your act in ages, so it was good to like yeah hear it, hear the you know, classics again, hear the yeah. classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we um we, we've had we've had. But getting back to your hidden talents, yes, you're um Are they so hidden I haven't found. Them? Yes, <laughs> I'm still looking. Now you can juggle. I can juggle. You used yeah. to juggle, like yeah. you know, yeah. you probably like clubs and and balls and yes. any any small objects. Yes, yes, babies. Yes, kittens. I can juggle live babies and and a chainsaw. Yes, that's I've been uh, yes. restricted the, yes. from doing that. Well, that was that Siamese twins routine. Yeah, in yeah. certain countries, that's quite acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, now another one <laughs> is that you're. A... I'm just wondering if. If you smack them as well while you're juggling, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. No, but, uh, but as long as they're other people's children, yes, yes, give the, give them smack. I give children smack. That's it. I've said it online. There you go. If anyone has any doubts, there's one of my hidden talents. Yeah, yes. giving 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 uh yeah giving random children smack. Yes. Oh, yeah, and you got the and you said I told you no. Yes, you, you seem to know my act quite well. Yes. Um, maybe it's maybe. Well. Uh, when you say your act, I mean, do you have different routines or just the same stuff for the last however long? Oh uh, no, it's it's um, it's all different, but the words I use are identical. <laughs> but it's it's always different. <laughs> but I, I, I have different inflections, and they say, "Well, you know," he, he's, <laughs> or different T-shirt. Or different? Something. No, no, I don't go that far yet. <laughs> I haven't progressed to different T-shirts. Yeah, that, that's production value. Yeah, no, that's I don't have the budget for new shirt every night. God. <laughs> right, do you have a, a do you have a fetish for Air Jordans like a certain Joel? Yes, I have a fetish for A. Jordans. I, I make love to them. 
<laughs> you know, after they've been in on an airbag. After they've been to in 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 Michael's foot. Yes. I uh, I, 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 I ejaculate inside the shoe, but it's something I don't want to share. You know, it's my private. It's one of, it's, it's one of your hidden, well, hidden talents. Yes, yes. Keep it private. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Don't mention it on a publicly broadcasted podcast. You'll be fine. Yeah, I know that now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's out now. You know? So we're recording, I take it. We're recording. We're going live. <laughs> yeah, we're going live. Like, like, like all of our rolling. podcasts, we just start talking and then before we know it, that, that, that's the podcast. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how uh and that and we you know, it was sort of by design we thought we'd just call it kicking back. Yeah. So that it gave us an excuse to have no structure or framework or do anything yes. remotely professional. You've just described my career. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's uh, I don't want to put pressure on myself by you know you know, setting a standard that is too difficult to live up to. So I, I kind of follow that. You know, just that, that, that. well. Joel has a philosophy on setting the bar. Yes, yes. Which what, is what, what is that? Enlighten me. Well, no, you you you've said this before. What's something worse than um, than setting the bar too high? Oh yeah, yeah. My That's my true. motto that it's better to not try and think you can than to try and know you can't. That's right. I, I like that. That's why we're friends, James. We're we're both losers. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we like we like each other's company. We make each other feel successful. <laughs> you know, we don't want to. You know, if you if you hang around with someone too talented, you feel like a loser. <laughs> you know. So so right. So just go for a low, a low don't, don't ex- peer group. Yeah. You yes. can't go wrong. It's yeah. a secret yeah. to happiness. Is yes. don't expect anything. No. So that's the Nietzsche approach. That's Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Yeah. Yes. Frederick Nietzsche said well, that if you expect the worst, then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Neutrally. Yeah. Neutrally. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yes. which um which is is which is true. You know, yes. within the world, like if you if you go on a holiday, you think this is going to be the best holiday ever. I'm going to have the greatest time. How can mm. anything live up to that? Whereas yes. if you just go along going. What will be will be, and then mm. you know usually have a good time. Yes, that guy who got busted uh, trying to hijack the plane going to Bali probably thought <laughs> this is going to be the best holiday ever. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got a, the ride squad with machine guns to his face. Well, is it, apparently it was a simple error. He just thought that that was the lavatory door. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't taken a crap next to the pilot in the cockpit? And they call it a cockpit. Yeah, it's called that for you a know? reason. Yes. Well, to be fair, though, the you know the, one of the planes that I fly on, and I'm, I'm currently I'm actually in the Philippines as we record this, mm. the lavatory door is right next to the cockpit door, like it's literally yeah they're side by side. That's yeah. right. And, but usually a lavatory doesn't have a peephole. No. Yeah. No, and and and, and well, and, yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I guess and, it and depends the, on what airline you're flying. And the cockpit had uh, a vacant. Thing on it, which was vacant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the Occupy. Malaysian Airlines. Yes, <laughs> yes. No pilots. <laughs> so, um, I uh, we we are in Swan Hill in Victoria at the moment. We got up nice and early. It was like six o'clock this morning. We had to get down to mm. Melbourne. I didn't even realize there was a six o'clock this morning. No, till this and, morning. Yeah, until you got the wake up call. It's a new thing. And. And we um, we stopped off at a historical site that was riveting, mm. uh, a place called Digger's Rest, which is about half an hour out of Melbourne or out of the airport. 
And it is where Harry Houdini flew the first plane ever to be flown in Australia back in 1910, mm. in March of 1910. Mm. And we stopped off at that site. It was bitterly cold. Yes. Um, Akmal was very, um, extremely underwhelmed. Yes. And no, no, because it, it, was, it was funny because it was just like a field, like any other. Could have been, we could have stopped anywhere and said that same sentence. Yes. And that's where Harry Houdini flew. And, and and I would have no reason to not believe you. Yeah. It could have been anywhere. <clears throat> there was, um, yeah. We could have we could just you know, come to Swan Hill. This is where we caught the flu. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it uh, would have been as riveting as that as that little um, video. No, I think there's more There's more legs with the flu. Yeah. Because then, you know. <laughs> did, you make a, uh, did you make a video postcard we, for joelosborne.com? We yes. did. We did. But it was very windy, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. Because yeah. I, 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 Akmal initially said, why don't we film it inside the car? I said, oh, it'd be better if we're standing out there. He goes, but it's so windy. And I said, no, this is, has a wind guard on it. Mm. But not even the wind guard could withstand the, the gales that were yes. um, blowing out there. Yes. And then uh, it's, it was a Harry it's, it's, You know, probably uh, would be worse if it was windy in the car, if you had a bad meal selection. Yes, yes. we would have definitely been getting out of the car then to, to shoot anything. Very true. <laughs> you, you obviously have. Tell me, have you seen any interesting T-shirts in Swan Hill? Um, yes, uh, I, I saw one. I yes. saw one that had been. I saw one that had been recently washed. <laughs> that and was that, very interesting. Yeah, we took a photo. <laughs> Smelt nice. Yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a guy, uh, one of the strangest things I've seen in Swan Hill so far is a guy wearing pants and shoes and socks. <laughs> 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 that, that was the man. <laughs> that was the, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone pointed at him and said, oh, you think you're better than us. Yeah, look at you. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's not fair. <laughs> so it's a little bit formal. Yeah. I've spotted a couple here in uh, at the shopping malls. Uh, maybe you guys could pick between these two. Which one do you think is a better T-shirt? Mm -hmm. uh, both worn by a male. Uh, the first T-shirt simply said "sexy." Uh, the second T-shirt said "sleep with me, free breakfast." Uh, sleep with me, yeah, yeah, yeah. breakfast. That's 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 a that's a quite a romantic because he's expecting her to be there in the morning. Stay. That's that's a he's obviously that's a full night. That's, that's, that's a commitment. A yeah. Breakfast. <laughs> wow. It's pretty. It's, well, he's he's clearly it's committed. It's pretty enticing, there. isn't but, it? Uh, it's like full benefit loaded t shirt. Yeah, I mean, I think whenever you know you advertise, I mean, or he needs to be. And if it's in the Philippines, was it written in English? Well, that's a that's a that's a large portion of people that you, you demographically or group of people mm. that you're missing out on. That's assuming everybody speaks English. Yeah. You know, it's like someone coming over here wearing a Philip. They do. They're, they're, they're so they're so much more advanced. Well, they they pretty much do though. That's it's a, a very un, it's an unusual place. I was in Malaysia not long ago, and I saw a club called and I should have taken a photo, but I'm just not that kind of person. It was called the Super Cool Hip Club. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a nightclub, the Super Cool Hip Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, I always find that interesting in Asia. The different uh, yeah, the names, like the, the Happy Meeting Marketplace, well, was the one that we went to in Singapore once when we were doing some gigs in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Happy and Meeting every, Marketplace, and and I, you know everyone was fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, bashing each other and people get robbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it was uh, the irony of the that. irony. Yeah, and then then there's a uh, Chinese restaurant in Melbourne called the King of Kings. The King of Kings, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we turn wine into water. <laughs> this wine's terrible. No, we just turned it into water. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> yes, I think I've been to that place. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been some very interesting uh, things that I've seen. In fact, the I had dinner with the crew who edit our podcast, Joel, and uh, yeah, the ninjas. The, ni- the ninjas. And. I think the humour might be yes. rubbing off on them. They held up a plate of um, food at the restaurant, and they said, "Hey, look, boss, this is uh, this is what you um, have at work." And I and I had a look, and I had, I'm like, I, "I don't get it. Please explain it." And uh, they were showing me some celery, and uh, basically they were saying, "See, celery, celery, celery." I'm like, "Well, good, good start. Plenty of plenty of." Uh, Right. Okay. Like salary. That, that, that's a pun. That's a play. Play, play on. Uh, play yeah. On then I vegetables. grabbed the salary and I held it up high and I said, yes. "What's this?" And they said, "What?" I said, "It's a salary raise." Yep. And then I yes. then I a raised salary with a knife and I said, "What's this?" And they they didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting their salary in half. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, wow, that's um you could get like a whole food humor going here. Like a master mm. master chef um Yeah, why well, I, I tried a um I tried a joke at the pub the other day when I went to a meetup from people who came to the live event, you know where we performed our first live mm. kicking back show. Oh yeah. And uh oh, yes. Kenny was there. You know Kenny's like Ah, oh, Kenny, yeah. Kenny Graham. Uh, He's uh he's a, he's an old guy. He's a very nice guy, and he was there. And does he do the the, the drunk act? He does a drunk act. It's like he's drunk, but he doesn't drink because he's got um, stents in his uh, blood vessels. You're like about five or six. I know. I'm, I'm, it's, it must be a different Kenny. There's two Kennys going around. Yeah, the other Kenny, right? <laughs> and yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Um, so what what was well, Kenny doing he, out there? He runs these things. He's kind of bossy. So he books the table. He gets all the people there. And there was this lovely lady there uh, who's married and has a little baby and, uh, called Alana. And he, he goes up to Alana and he goes, oh, Alana, I've picked up something at the event that I just have to give to you. And uh, I just leaned in and I said, I hope it's not syphilis, Kenny. And uh, he was just flabbergasted, he, all red-faced. Yeah, it was... You, ho- you hope it's... What, what did you say? You hope it's not what? Syphilis. Oh, right. Oh, we miss syphilis. I know. The, 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 the crucial uh, word. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like okay. edited out of that. Fill the blanks. Was, I um, never would have thought it was syphilis. <laughs> uh, that was the, my, la- my last guess. <laughs> well, I can tell you, Kenny never thought it would have been that either. No. And, yeah, uh, no. and Alana was rather shocked. But well, it was, but, you know, but, but, uh, I was quite proud of that one. It was like perfect timing, perfect just timing. the right thing to say. Mm. Couldn't really engineer that better. Yeah, no, no. It sounds yeah. like a went off. <laughs> no, nothing like a syphilis joke <laughs> at a dinner table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amongst female companions. Yes, yes. I always, if you if you included like you know, uh, yellowy pus as well, yeah. it would have been complete. Yes. Enjoy been, your dessert. <laughs> enjoy your custard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Our, uh, syphilis. Actually, Akmal, you have a you've got a a, a deep dark secret. Uh, about your um, body parts, I saw on one video that I watched doing some research. Yeah, so, I, I, which which part are you talking about? Most of the parts have been replaced by well, cheaper Japanese parts. <laughs> <laughs> talk, I'm specifically talking about your small nipples. 
Oh, yes, I have small nipples, yes. What, I, what's uh, the story with that? I, I was just born with small nipples. It's one of those things. It's, it's a disability, but it's one of those disabilities you can't whinge too much about because people go, shut up. You know, <laughs> you know there's, no, there's, no, there's no sort of uh, society for small nipple people. No, no. We can go and discuss, your, you know, your, your uh, unfortunate um, condition. And they just didn't grow. And, and you can't, like, you can't pay for, you know, nipple expansion because mm. people just look at you like you're mental. Right. But it's important for me. I would have loved to have big nipples. Sure, sure. Mm. I would imagine yeah. that someone could, could construct larger nipples if it was required. Maybe there's some growth yeah. hormone. Well, there's, there's an industry waiting to happen there. Yes. There's some entrepreneur listening to this podcast who's Definitely huge industry around man boobs. In fact, well, sort of the yeah. opposite, where the nipples well, are too big. Well, fact. big news today, as I heard on in the taxi on the way to pick you up, Akbar. Mm. In nipple news. The airport, in nipple <laughs> news. I'm, I'm glad, hang on. I'm glad you said that you're in the taxi to pick Akmal up and that he wasn't driving it because I've heard that turns out terribly. Oh, yeah, yeah we got to talk about that. Yes, but um, we've, we've ended up in the Philippines on our way to Swan Hill once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you joke about that, but a lot of people in the Philippines are asking me if they can drive to New Zealand and I told them that that's not very practical. No, you should tell them. Just hop in a cab. <laughs> cost you a couple of bucks, you'll be right. <laughs> because cab drivers know everything. They'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah they'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll just take them around the corner and go, this is New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Hang on, this looks like the suburb next door yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so South Island, it's a little different. So you're now, going to pick up Akmal. Yeah, I, yeah, but we'll get around to the Akmal's um, uh, nipples later. Nipples, yes. But, yes. but Nick, it won't Gr- take long. Nick Griner, the, the ex um, premier. premier of, um, of New South Wales, yes. He, he, he once saw me street perform. He stopped and watched me street perform once back in the 90s. I didn't know that. But he, yes, uh, the news he lost came, his job soon after that. <laughs> the news came out that he has um, <laughs> breast cancer. Right, really? Yeah. And, and they said, you know, what are, the, what are the chances of someone getting breast cancer? And the lady said, it's like 1%. Yeah, uh, well, that a man would get breast cancer, and mm-hmm. then they said, "So should people get a checkup?" And she went, "Definitely." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because because uh, he, he Nick was I was there at the doctor when he when he gave him the news. He said you've got breast cancer. And he said, "What? A, how often does this happen, doctor? Yeah. Um, you know, is is this is this the same as my vaginal discharge?" <laughs> and the doctor said, "It's you, it's a very rare case, Mister Griner. It's very rare." <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's a strange man, Nick Ryan. <laughs> Hello, Nick, if you're listening. He's got I, many, I know he listens many, many hidden talents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have um, very famous listeners of Kicking Back. We, we we suspect Arnold Schwarzenegger is a listener now. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh... Hey, um, I, I, I caught up with a mate of mine, Greg, who's a um, – no, not Greg. Craig, God, what am I Greg, saying? Greg, our fan. I'm, oh yeah, Greg. Greg I'm, just, I'm always thinking of Greg. Good old well, we have one subscriber, uh, Greg. Oh, a yeah. uh, big shout out to Greg. How are you, mate? That's right. Yes. He's, uh, yes. whenever, whenever you have one subscriber who's regularly <laughs> subscribing, you just should check that if he's if he's incarcerated. <laughs> when when is he due to come out? <laughs> and You've it, been incarcerated before, haven't you? On a, uh, at least a TV show. Yes, I've been, and in real life, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been incarcerated, yes. Now, incarcerated means what? <laughs> That's a good thing, right? 
<laughs> this is going to be edited to yeah. my disadvantage. Uh, no. <laughs> that'll be the highlight. Yeah, yeah. Akmal talks about no, his nipples. Is this, this <laughs> is, with, no, with no editing, it's still to your disadvantage. That's right. Can, can you imagine me in prison with my small nipples? <laughs> so, so good old Greg. But um, um, my mate Craig, who's a publicist in, in Los Angeles, he went on a press junket for a week uh, with Arnie, traveling to Germany and London and all over the States, um, traveling in his uh, private jet with him. And it was for a film uh, called The Last Stand that came out, I think, a couple of years ago. And I said, come on, you got to give me the lowdown. What was Arnie like? And he said he was great. He said that he remembered everybody's name that he was meeting up with. He bought everyone presents and he mm. was always joking. And... and, and, and was Arnie next to him when you were asking him this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would say exactly the same thing. <laughs> Tell him, go ahead. That was a terrible accent. You know. uh, that, that, was, that was Arnie that. impersonating Kamal. <laughs> MCAL. <laughs> MCAL. <laughs> well, I've, I've been subscribing to some of the Facebook updates after we've, after we've been mentioning him and uh, <clears throat> some of these bodybuilding fan sites like uh, Louis Farino's got quite a, uh, a humorous and fun uh, fan page but I like Arnie's um, mental uh, he's got some great tips he's been posting about uh, visualization and also his philosophy on money he said that money's uh, money doesn't make you happy he was just as happy when he had 48 million dollars as he is now with 50 million mm. so he's well, you should give me some and, and put that theory to the test. <laughs> should just give me a, all I want is a couple of million. <laughs> and if he's less happy, then maybe I'll give it back to him eventually. Yeah. How would you yeah. invest? Well, no. you, you how know. would you invest two million dollars if you got given it tomorrow? How would I invest it? I think I. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I'm talking to a, a a guru of investing in money. See, I'm terrible with money, James. I'd probably buy a stereo. A very good one. Akmal has a stereo that is worth <laughs> nearly as much as his house. Yeah, like, but it's more entertaining. Like for one cable, this is one cable in the stereo. Yes. How much, Akmal? Well, this is to compensate for my small nipples. <laughs> if I had normal size nipples, I wouldn't have this problem. I wouldn't need to compensate <laughs> by buying expensive cables, you see. Really? But it's expensive. but $3,000, right? Yeah. Now, this is just for the cable, James, $3,000. Yeah, you, know, you should come and have a listen, James. It's very good. Is it? Is this one of these um, vacuum tube? No, no. It, analog things? No, no. It's solid state. Solid state. Right. <laughs> and what is that? It's just the amplifier. That's what, you know, it's... Um, I don't know how we and, strayed well, into what this. What sort of music do you play? On I don't, I don't play. I don't play music. No, I just like to look at oh, it. Oh, you just look at it. It compensates. <laughs> you know, just like people say, look. You know, it, 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 it is amazing. But the thing is, that it is so clear and so crisp that you can hear everyone breathing when they're singing, like yes. when they take a breath. To yes, and you hear like little creaks that you've yes. never heard. I've got an album mostly of people breathing, just heavy <laughs> breathing, light breathing. Yeah. Best of yeah, asthma. You could get an album of the... the, the it's got the, the, the respiratory collection. Top, top 10 asthmatics. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, if you could get the boss breathing, I reckon you'd have a, a number one fan. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. No, no, you've got to... Bruce, should, Bre the, boss breather, the boss breathes. Yeah. yeah. Collection one and Full three. of hot yeah. air. Yeah. Hot air one, hot air two. <laughs> um, no, but getting back to your question, it's a very interesting one. I think I would... Uh, 
I would travel. I would travel mm-hmm. and not have to come to Swan Hill ever again. <laughs> I would have Swan Hill and Rockhampton and certain other towns just uh, turned into, uh, you know, car parks or something useful. Yes. No. See, I'm going to get in trouble now. Do you me. find when you, when you uh, travel internationally, do you uh, feel that you're getting extra scrutiny? Uh, extra scrutiny since September 11? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, I can't, it'd be a lot worse one if they find out I was involved. <laughs> Luckily, they don't know that yet. So I just get strip searched occasionally, which I, you know, you, you have been strip searched, uh, but not not in the US though. No, in, not in, in the New US. Zealand, in New Zealand, I, I got yeah. strip searched by two big Maoris, and I don't think they were even working for the customs officers. <laughs> in a nightclub <laughs> I got stressed. but I believed them they said we need to search you and uh, it, you know, it took a while and, they were gentle and, then. yeah we've been seeing each other ever since it's <laughs> two big married guys every time they see me they search me it's a, it's a, it's a no I actually got I did the first time yeah. I went to Christchurch you know and I've been to places where you'd think I'd get into trouble or, or be, be scrutinised but I wasn't. I went. I've been to Egypt. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Pakistan. I've been to Israel. places, Israel, and uh, and uh, you went to the sweet little uh, yeah Christchurch, Christchurch, little Christchurch. It's not even like you know that's a suburb of Australia, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's like you don't even think you're going overseas. And this guy grabbed me, and because they had these dogs. You know, have you ever been uh, sniffed by these dogs? <laughs> They look really cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. They look because you know, they know if they're German beagle. shepherds or something, you don't go near it. Yeah, near the little tiny beagles with yeah. cute big ears, floppy ears. Mm. And I'm like an idiot. I'm petting the dog. I'm going, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> and this other big guy comes in and grabs me on the shoulder and says, "Sir, we're going to have to conduct the strip search." I said, "Oh, come on, man! You don't want to see me naked. I, you know, I like getting laughs, but not that <laughs> that uh, intense." Laughter, but uh, but he says to me, "This is a funny part." He goes, "Well, sir, our dogs are really accurate, and this one was really keen on you." <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm the next thing you know, I'm completely naked, bending over, you know, stretching my scrotum over to my belly button because I was instructed to do, and and the dog who's keen on me is right behind me, and two big guys. It was the weird, most surreal thing. And, what, and I was, what did the guy say to you? The guy, this is the absolute truth, right? Because I was so upset by that stage. And um, he goes, he's, he, I'm bending over, and, and he says to me, so have you had a good day? <laughs> yeah, and I've had a great day. I can't, I can't imagine it getting any better than this. This is, this is what I like. And now every time I go to New Zealand. Did he offer you a happy ending? Uh, no, that didn't, didn't come with it. But, you know, <laughs> no, but, uh, but I, uh, I, I insist on that now. When I go to New Zealand, it's, it's, it's a must. They don't let you go through. I've got, you know. Interestingly, uh, I've well, it's interesting to me. We'll, we'll see if it's interesting to you. But I have also been to Egypt and to other places like Dubai. Mm. And, um, of all the customs and border controls in the world, the most difficult one for me was New Zealand, number one, and yeah. Canada, number two. Yeah, two of the countries where there's nothing that you would want. <laughs> you know, there what want to do? If, if you're a well, terrorist, you know, bombing... New Zealand is pointless because no one would even notice. <laughs> you know, he'd have to be an idiot to want to, you know. And so, so they're the most, and you know, the most lax, this is the absolute truth, James. When I went to Egypt, we had a flight like at 3 a.m. And I'm not making this up. The, the customs officer was smoking uh, right next to the machine that, uh, that, that x rays your bags. And my wife's bag fell. 
And he said, I'll just take it through, take it through. So she didn't even take it through to the x-ray. And he was smoking and ashing on the floor. <laughs> and I thought, you know, if you ever wanted to hijack a plane or smuggle some drugs, yeah. if anyone's listening and who's intending to do that, mm-hmm. Egypt, <laughs> you'll get away with it. 100%. Tell them Akmal sent you. No one will notice. <laughs> but, you, but, but although you were, you were uh, followed by the Secret Service. Yeah, but we had a camera crew and a, you did. And a boom but, mic. But get this, this guy's following Akmal and his wife, Kate, and also the cameraman, because Akmal was in Egypt making a documentary. And, they fo- and this guy's following him around. And then goes and sits down next to Akmal. Yeah, no, like right. for, for an hour every time, because my friend who was the cameraman said, I think this guy's following us. And I look back and there's this muscly guy with, with a crew cut. Mm. And, and he said, <laughs> so bad. Like as soon as I made eye contact, he looked down like really embarrassingly. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm being followed by Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> in an Arab Inspector Clouseau. But then the top um, was when you sat down. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then I said, let's sit down because they're going to, you know, if, if we go off now, they're going to follow us. It's a bit scary. So we sat down to just have a coffee, put the camera down to show that we weren't hiding anything. And then another guy walks by and he doesn't know that I speak Arabic. And he's on the mobile. <laughs> see how stupid they are. And he's on the mobile talking to his mate. And he says in Arabic, he goes, yeah, they've just sat down now. <laughs> and they've, got a, they've sat down now and they've got the camera on the table. <laughs> like he didn't think that someone who looks like me may, may be able to speak the language. Yeah. It didn't occur to him. <laughs> Idiot. No wonder the country's in such a mess. <laughs> I did. I mean, it was uh, crazy. Chaos in Egypt. There was horns honking all day and all night out yeah. the front, and it's the only toilet in the world that I've ever been to where they pre-shat in my toilet. <laughs> that's customary. That's that's just that's, that's the Arab generosity. You know, they knew you're a guest. It's an insult to, for you to walk into an empty toilet. <laughs> no, it's terrible. That's a, it's it's really sad because. Um, like in the in the capital, if you if you busting for a piss, mm. you're in deep trouble. Yeah, unless you know someone. <laughs> and uh, where do you go? Well, you get to like the the, uh, the railway stations, but there's a huge lineup. You just got to wait. Yeah. You know. So do you go back there very often? No, I've been back there three times, and uh, and and I was scared to go for a while because yes. I, I did a. Well, uh, <laughs> you're gonna love this because <laughs> originally Akmal was gonna go and shoot a documentary there. And we got Joe, our friend Joseph Tawadros, involved. You, you know, famous uh, Oud uh, Virtuoso. You, you, you've heard stories about Joe James. I have. I think I might have met him. Yes. Uh, yes, mm. yes. And he was like, great, I'll come and help out with the doco and we'll be, get involved and I'll, yeah. I'll do the music for it. And I said, fantastic, great. Well, I'll meet you out there. These are the dates we're going. And then it came to the last minute. And, and Akmal then, uh, got I, a phone call from a relative, right, that said it's too dangerous to go there. Yeah. Don't, don't go. Do not go. Yeah. And so Akmal And being out. a coward. Yes. And uh, I didn't go. And <laughs> but get this. I forgot to tell Joe. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> and he shows up in Egypt and he, he's text, he's, uh, he, 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 he like sends me a message on Facebook. He says, where are you, man? What part of Egypt? I said, no, no, no. I'm in Bankstown. I'm at the Westfields. Where are you? In Westfields? I'm in Cairo. Where are we supposed to meet today? <laughs> Oh no, did I forget? Oh, man, sorry, it completely slipped my mind, Joe. Oh God, he was so upset. 
He was so upset he wrote a new album about it. Which <laughs> sounded a lot like the last album. <laughs> it's all the same wog rubbish. <laughs> That's like the world's worst stand up. Um, Standing up, standing someone up in the wrong country. Standing, yes, that's yes, right. That a was double uh, stand up. N- he, he he never let me forget it. No, he every, didn't. Every he time didn't. we meet now. Yeah, remember that time? You, yeah, you sent me to Cairo. Yes, every yeah. time we meet, he brings it up. So I limit the times that I meet, <laughs> unless it's absolutely uh, urgent. Hello to Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. What a lovely man. Yes. He's still in Egypt, yes. by the way. Yes, they, they they confused him for a, a journalist. He's in prison. <laughs> they, uh, you'll get another four albums out of it yes yeah. actually uh, you wouldn't want to be a journalist probably uh, it's very dangerous no. I think the Philippines has one of the worst track records for journalists really yeah well, cause, but yeah down down south they tend to get in trouble yeah mm. for just like you know because they report stuff <laughs> you know they tell people well, things uh, Akmal made a great they're like professional dobbers that's right you know hey I... this leader is corrupt <laughs> no you're in prison <laughs> I'm sorry I'll take that back too late <laughs> the, Akmal made a great uh, actually an award winning documentary about um, the Egyptian revolution and so he went back there and interviewed a lot of the key um, key figures that uh, that were involved in toppling the um, the regime, the Mubarak yeah. government. Yeah, um, I I, I want to show it to you, James, because I think someone should watch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'd be interested in watching. It. I oh. I thought uh, heard you might have started the revolution. Well, you're talking you, about it, and someone objected. Yeah, it's an elaborate uh, way to kind of. Find your documentary, <laughs> but it works. No, I, I yeah, I I, uh, I was doing an, a, 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 a stand-up gig many years ago, where the Egyptian ambassador was uh, in the audience, and I didn't know that. <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> Can you believe that? Because <laughs> they completely, you know, again, it's like what I did to Joe, but you know, yes. in reverse. And so I made fun of uh, the president at the time. But uh, but at this point though, you had done the gig, and and by all accounts, from Anthony Murr, who was there another legendary uh, Australian comedian, he said uh, that you had done well. And no, you, no, no. No? No, no, no. Oh, really? No. I, thought, I thought that you were doing well, but then you started no, the first, talking. Yeah, the first five minutes. No, no, but then you started talking about the... Yeah. The, but that's when it went downhill. Yeah, so you were yeah. doing well, but then you started talking about... I was about doing well with jokes, James, and then I decided to become a bit of a political commentator. <laughs> I talked about... President Mubarak. Because that always works out great. Yeah, that, that's always. I thought, what what could possibly go wrong? You know, so I started talking about Mubarak and uh, and how uh, much of a dictator he is and stuff. And the audience uh, uh, didn't didn't share that funny. sentiment. They didn't find that funny at all. And um, they were, and it started uh, going ding 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 ding. They started ding. Cling, clicking, you know, um, clinking the clicking their glasses with their yeah. spoons. But it was five hundred of them, so it was a really weird sound. And I thought, is that how Egyptians applaud? <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't. It was yeah. they show. That's how they show their disapproval. And uh, and then I, I was followed, and I was banned. What did, what did the guy say to you? One of the doctors came up to he you. He said, like "You this? should not say that about our leader." And I said, "Sit down, you idiot. He's not your leader. You didn't vote for him. He's a dictator." And he sat down. <laughs> I scared him. And, um, and then they didn't come out and he goes, you are not well in the head. No, no. People, people lined up to tell me off. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you've, because I know you, you, you uh, get up and give performances, James. Uh, I, I've, I've never experienced this before or since where I walked off stage and it was so silent. The audience was so silent that I could hear my footsteps coming down the <laughs> stairs like, 
<laughs> you know. So you're like the naughty kid coming home too late. Come, yeah. Ah, oh, well, the naughty kid who kid who could get executed <laughs> or tortured or have his testicles. How, uh, how far reaching is is it if you say something bad against a dictator? Do they have well? Um, well, this is outside of country means. Oh yeah. Well, you know the thing. I, I was scared because I was told about this doctor. Who was talking about? Uh, who had this uh, like a radio show, and he was talking about uh, how corrupt the government is, and he was machine gunned outside his surgery in broad daylight, and no one's ever been convicted of his murder. Hmm. But uh, so I got off quite lightly. But you, had your, you had <laughs> I just had phone. a bad gig. <laughs> <laughs> had a few verbal insults, but you you had your phone tapped as well. Yeah, I'm, I was pretty sure I had my phone tapped. I was being followed. I was told by uh, a member of the embassy. I was called up by an anonymous uh, person who claimed to be from the embassy saying, um, we, we advise you not to go to Egypt while President Mubarak is still in power. And I said, why? And he hung up. <laughs> he didn't want to elaborate. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, but we went to the embassy once. And it was uh, After, yeah. yeah later on, and um, Akmal and I were getting out of the car, and our dr- my brother Ben had driven us there, and he said just don't accept any any um, any cakes or or, or homemade. drink anything because it might poison it. Yeah, and then as we as a get, joke. Yeah, as a joke. And when we sit down there, the first thing he says is some cookies, and he brought out these <laughs> homemade cookies, and we're like, oh, thank you. And then we went through the whole meeting, and at the end, he goes, but you have not touched your cookies. <laughs> But you have not touched your cookies. You know? like, oh, yeah, he said like, it in such an evil, sort yeah. of villain kind of yeah, voice. And both like, look at each other and go, oh, and we reach for the cookie, like, you know, gnaw on a bit of a corner of it. And, yes, yes, yes. No, no, it's, um, it's, that was a tough gig, that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's interesting, um, the, the, the through line here, for any of the regular listeners who will um, have heard the podcast we did uh, a couple of weeks back with Jonathan, the amazing Jonathan, mm. um, we told a story on that because this is how I got to know Akmal when I was a teenager because Akmal... That's not spread any rumours. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was an adult. <laughs> I was of consensual age. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. When um, <laughs> Akmal uh, opened for Jonathan. Yes. So you toured, when Jonathan in his I was heyday, his support act. Yeah, yeah. 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 When, he, when he came out to Australia, you did a massive theatre tour and yeah. that was when the show was, when you did the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival, Athenaeum Theatre, sell-out run, 20, yeah. 20 plus shows, 20-something shows. Yeah, he was killing it. Yeah, and, 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 then, and then that's how I got to know Akmal from, um, from his work with Jonathan. Akmal was always great to me. When I was, uh, when I was a young and going to the comedy store, they'd throw me out for being underage and then you, Akmal, would sneak me back in through the side door yes. to watch, uh, watch <laughs> the gigs in the Harold Park Hotel. and yeah. So, so yeah, but, and we told that story, Akmal, with uh, Jonathan about when he wanted the suite with the, um, and he had the steam room. And he called. called oh, he told that room. Yeah, he yeah, told yeah, that story. Yeah, and you ended up in the you ended up in the um yeah in the steam room in your underwear with. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He told that story. Yeah, I, I was telling it, but yeah, he, yeah, he remembered yeah, yeah. the. Ah, oh, yeah, the sweet. I want my sweet. Because you know the guy, the promoter, would pay for his uh, room. It was always a five star hotel, but he insisted on a suite. And if <laughs> and if they didn't have a suite, he'd go mental. <laughs> no man, I want my suite. Do you understand? And then he goes, no, fuck this. I'm going to go and get a suite. And he'd find another hotel. And then he rang me. He rang me from the other hotel. And he goes, man, you should check this suite out. It's awesome. And I'm going, oh, look, you know, I just I don't really care. I'm not really impressed by that stuff. Man, you got to get here right now. 
It's gonna. I'm gonna bang an Allison TV that pops out of nowhere. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I go, okay. So he gave me the address, <laughs> and I go there. This was in Adelaide, and we go. We go to the Sheraton, whatever it was, and uh, and and I go up to his room. <laughs> he, and I the door was room, and the door was open, <laughs> and there's this enormous, like just mansion, and uh, and I had to. I'm going, Jonathan, Jonathan, <laughs> where are you? Where is it? There's like three rooms and a and a piano and uh, and then I see this theme coming out <laughs> like he goes hi <laughs> I open the door and there's Jonathan in his undies and he goes come on man strip down it's awesome for your skin it's great it makes your skin like smooth and the next thing and I'm, I'm sitting next to Jonathan in my underwear going man this is weird <laughs> in the steam room isn't that awesome Man, you should see the bang on Allison TV. Just pops out like like James Bond. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit bit uh, close for comfort. Yeah, no. John- and, and then what was Jonathan's favorite uh, favorite restaurant? As he used you to go, he used to get. And by ex- the way, I, Jonathan's version. You guys weren't wearing underpants. Yeah, well, you know, he he does omit certain things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yes. I could tell you some things that uh, that he would deny. <laughs> well, I, Passionately, you, know what, I, you should check out this uh, episode because he he kind of did a confessional tell-all that. Uh, oh yeah. That was well, shocking I, and well, I'll I'll listen to it and I'll I'll make a list of the things he's missed out because I'm pretty <laughs> sure he wouldn't have blanks. told you these. Huh? <laughs> You'll feel in have the a blanks. critique session. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta get over here. I got three hot checks. <laughs> they, only, they only cost two hundred dollars each, man, and they gave me extra time. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> we can edit that. Um, what edit what was his favorite restaurant? Yeah, he used to get excited about the simplest things. Like he, he was like a child. You know, like he'd go, uh, "What? I love Hog's Breath, man. You you guys got Hog's Breath?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I oh, fucking love Hog's Breath." So you'd be and, driving into yeah, a and he town. Goes, he goes, what's, uh, what's the next town we're going to? Gonna, Albury. Do they have a hog's breath? <laughs> no, I'll just check. Yeah, they do. Awesome. Awesome. I love hog's breath, man. Man, they got the best steaks. <laughs> I could eat hog's breath till the cows come home. <laughs> and, then and then he eats the cows when they get home. <laughs> uh, he, was, uh, he, was a, he was a big boy then. Yeah, he love, yeah. his, love his hog's breath. Yeah. Which is the most unappetizing name <laughs> in the history of the food yeah, industry. Yeah, why don't they just call it like dog shit cafe? Yeah. I mean, as a businessman, James, would you call a restaurant Hog's Breath? No, I don't I'm not a fan of that name. I've I've found some some other ones. Like no. even, even just basic ones. Like today I had some um, ribs from Wendy's. Yeah. It's just a just a really weird thing to do to have ribs and there was they're technically called ribs because there were two of them, but they were so small they felt more like I had something stuck in my teeth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just tiny little portions. But um, again, in some of these um, American companies, I don't know how they come up with their names. Yeah, well, the rest of the ribs was eaten by Wendy, big fat American chick. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. She just, yeah, I got the scraps, and, and yeah. they serve everything with rice. In uh, Asia, which is fascinating, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, mm. McDonald's, you always get rice. So, so like rather than fried, would you like rice with that? We get fries yeah. as well. And fries. I wow, get fries. Double whammy. And yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get, the, but it all comes with rice. These little rice in a wrapper. It's Just rice. Simple. Like in here, in here, like a Big Mac is 
two old beef patty special sauce <laughs> in the Philippines. Rice, 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 and rice, <laughs> special sauce, rice. Well, they call it uh, canin. Canin. But yeah, everything, everything comes with it. Wow. Now, um, tell us about these new shoes that you got. Oh, well, so for my birthday, oh. I got these... Um, oh, but hang on. When was your birthday? What day was your birthday? Well, it's coming up. Was this, it this... the day he bought the shoes? The 6th. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I'm, I'll be back home about that, so they'll, they're time to arrive. Oh. So I looked around here. Can't... Oh, did you buy them online, did you? Yes, from Amazon. Oh, I thought you got them in the store. No, I tried to get them oh, in the store. No, because I was, I was like, man, what store is James going to here? This is... Mm. Uh... You still do that now. Yeah. People do that. Yeah, you can't. They still go to stores. Can't yeah. find them in the stores, so uh, I ordered them online. No, which is, you know, fancy being able to order something online. Who knew? I know. Amazing in this day and age. And and what are you doing in the Philippines? Can I ask? Well, I, this is my eleventh trip here. I come here to visit the team because I've. This is where all the people who work in my business hang out. And I come over and right. uh, every three months or so, we sit down and say, "Hey, what what did we do the last three months?" How's it all going? Mm-hmm. What are we doing for the next three months? And this is the team that puts together our show and all the other shows and, and um, works with our customers. So yeah, it's, it's and why? Why? why do, uh, because they live there. They all live here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Telstra people. Why didn't they come? To, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Telstra people yeah. live in the Philippines. No wonder I got bad reception. Well, you know, <laughs> seriously, if you call up um, most of most of those uh, Telstra lines after hours or or certain divisions, you're going to get straight to the Philippines where, where I was going to say before, most people here speak English because America gave them that in the 40s. And uh, so all, right. the, all the kids a... uh, speak English. Oh, this is... Now, James, James, has, has the drug squad just come to your house? <laughs> no, no this, is, this is a classic. We have um, here very different rules, uh, probably much like Egypt. In a built-up yes. area, it's just fine to have dogs, and um, yes, there's uh, the, sh- the the house next door is actually like a they've they've decked out their whole house inside like a Seven Eleven. They sell things. <laughs> it's called a Sari Sari. Are you sure it's not? Are you sure it's not actually a Seven <laughs> Eleven? Well, it could be. They made a Seven Eleven look like a house. <laughs> I went, when I, when I went to Thailand to the temples, they had like Seven Eleven colors all around the Buddhist temples. I reckon Seven Eleven borrowed it heavily mm. from the. Uh, the ancient Thai Buddhas. Then across yeah. the road is like an unofficial takeaway store. You can cruise across and order things. Like they have a little menu yeah. on the back of the door on the fly screen. So um, yeah, it's, mm. and someone and someone lives there. Yeah, it's like a it's like a housing uh, complex with houses up and down oh. each row. So, um, but but yeah, this dog is only noisy when there's kids taunting it with basketballs and stuff. Mm. Otherwise, it's. Completely and quiet. That's how kids get their faces gouged out. <laughs> People, By rabid there's, dogs. there's a message there. Yeah. Do not throw basketball at dogs. If that, mm. if, if that, if the dog ever gets out of its little one meter by one meter cage, oh, uh, wow. the kids are in trouble. You should, you should uh, help it escape. The great escape, <laughs> James, and the great escape. <laughs> run, Poochie, run. <laughs> So the, well, they have friendly. They have friendly dogs at all the hotels at the at the front. They um they sit down. They they're like lying on the. It's it's very hot. It's like thirty six degrees Celsius every day. Mm. And their dogs just lie there in a like a semi asleep state. But they do have. They've got to sniff all the bags and stuff when people arrive. Mm. So just be warned about that, Akma. Oh yeah, no, no. Yes. I've, I've got special stuff. Yes. <laughs> 
unsniffable. <laughs> I've been to New Zealand. <laughs> you know how it works. I can cope with anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, yeah. we, we've got... Um, God, we, we, Akmal and I haven't worked on... Because over the years, we've worked a lot on the road together. Like, but when... When Akmal first started touring, doing theatres, he said to me, you know, do you want to you wanna come on the road with me and, you know, tour the country? And we haven't toured together in a while. And now, um, today is the first of... Uh, in a uh, long this, time. Uh, yeah, in a, in a long time. Mm, and, and what a way to start. Swan Hill. Swan Hill. <laughs> Did- Oh yeah. oh yeah! Did it live Definitely. up to your dreams? The fine line between your dreams and your nightmares—it's <laughs> <laughs> a—it's a very blurred line. <laughs> no, it's been—it's been fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been—it yeah. has been. It's been—it's been fun thus far. First night tomorrow, we're going to Echuca, which is on the Murray on the Murray River. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the paddle boats. Yeah, where yeah. they filmed all the rivers run. Oh, did they really? Film there? Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, you bet. Oh, right. Really? History. Yeah. And another interesting fact for you, hey? Yeah, yeah. I'll bring that up tomorrow night on stage. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll say. Well, who could forget? Uh, who could forget the um, all the rivers run? What a great Australian classic. Yeah, yeah. I think most most people could probably forget it <laughs> if they if they tried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the name. That's all I remember about it. I haven't seen it. No, no. <laughs> but I've been to Echuca, and that's enough for You've me. You've been not to Echuca, and that's to enough see. for you to want to run no, away. Someone insulted me there. I, you might, might want to prepare for the the insults. So I was riding a bicycle in Echuca, mm. and yeah. someone screamed out, Skeg. And I don't even know what that means. But skeg. Apparently skeg. that's some uh, kind of an insult. Yeah. No, no. Skeg is... Uh, that's is, a, a Skeg's Redlands. That's a girls' school. It's a girls' uh, upper-class school. But maybe yeah. they thought you were yeah. just a very unattractive <laughs> schoolgirl. <laughs> they recognize you, though. Skeg's. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that ugly chick. Skeg. Still. Nice ass. <laughs> skeg's, yeah. I know a few girls who went to Skeg's. Yeah, Skeg's Redlands. What does it spell for? Stanford? Um, school girls that look Sydney. like James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, yeah, yeah. Well, I went to a school. I went to a school called Skeggs, and it was Sydney Church of England Grammar School. Yeah, but uh, they also call it Shaw. Very fancy. Yeah, school. I remember oh, Shaw. It's sure. a selective school. Sure. You must have been able to write and read <laughs> and spell. No, I just had rich parents at the time. Oh no, no, no but Shaw, you had to uh, do a special test, didn't you? Didn't you? I think it was yeah, a selective school. You'd have to do. I don't know if it is selective. They definitely some of the people that they let in there. were <laughs> we're very special. I, I certainly didn't pass my school <laughs> certificate. Somewhat disappointment to my parents, but, mm. uh, but in any but, case, but was... you knew how to race a boat. So well, hey, uh, there's a, I can I can get you into Telstra if you're interested. There's a vacancy. <laughs> That's why right, I got my own contacts here. Oh, okay, for the Philippines. Um, no, no, yeah. yeah, go on. No, no I was—I I can't remember what I was oh, going to okay. say. Now, now, um, no, just talking because we're talking about Telstra about one of your old uh, jobs. Yeah. Also, as a taxi driver. Now, yes. please tell us the story about when you um, crashed the taxi. Oh yeah. Oh, this is both both times. Now, I used to be a, ca- a taxi driver, James, and and I've got the worst. Is that when you that when you discovered your ability to understand all politics? Uh, no, it was it was really the first time I, I understood my inability to do any uh, kind of work. So any, any kind of jobs where they expect you to show up on time and stuff. You know, I loved I loved driving the cab, don't get me wrong. That was fun. I, I just I just didn't enjoy it when people got in the cab. You know, because so, suddenly it was all about them. And they, where they wanted to go and 
And uh, and and this guy, he was the boss, used to give me the nicest cab, the one with the nicest stereo, and it had a CD player and all that. And um, <clears throat> and he was nice to me. And you know when people are nice to you, you feel a certain obligation. You know, you know when people are nice to you, they almost put pressure on you to be, you know, to live up Curtis. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I I um, I took the cab, and um, and this girl uh, came in, this really hot looking girl. Uh, who looked like a a, a call girl, mm-hmm. and uh, and because she was right, that's uh, my suspicions were yeah, realized. You and, called that one, yeah, yeah. And I, and she's saying yes, I work, uh, and she had this sweet French accent. She's really upper class, and she was sitting in the back seat, and I'm driving, and I'm looking, and she's going, "No, you're very cute, you're a very sweet boy. You know, <laughs> you should uh, come and work for us. If you're you're an excellent driver." I said, really? She goes, yeah, yeah, you know, you should come and you could, it's very easy. All you have to do is drop the girls off and, and you get to meet the girls and it's really fun job. And, um, and I said, great. And I, and I got really, you know, just completely mesmerized by this girl because I thought she really liked me. <laughs> what an idiot. And, uh, and I was driving up for Vaux Street in Sydney, in Surrey Hills, to, about to drop her off. And she's telling me what a great driver I am. And I did a U-turn because I missed uh, the, I did a U-turn on a one-way street, and I got and I got smashed. This four-wheel drive came and smashed into me, rode the car off, just as she was finishing telling me what a great driver I am. And so I took the the car was ridden off, right? Anyway, the, the boss said, "Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, come, uh, I'll call you when the cab is fixed." And it cost him money, you know, for it to be off the road. It was off the road for a week, and then he rang me up and said, "The cab's ready. It's as good as new." And uh, and he goes, yeah, no, look, you know, just be careful, or whatever, you know. And I'm st- still going to give you the nicest care. And I get in it; it's just been fixed. And I and I did the whole shift. Got to about two thirty a.m. and I'm really tired. And something happened. I don't even remember what happened, but the car just skidded. Like I'm flying. I'm doing like a hundred kilometers an hour. The car skidded, went into a tree, and just <laughs> completely rode it off. That was the second day. This, after I came back, completely wrote it off. And I was in a daze. I thought, I can't go back to him and tell him I smashed it again. I can't do that. So I came up with this brilliant idea of um, just lying and telling him that it it, uh, it had been stolen. So I basically threw the, the keys into the Cooks River in, <laughs> and on Canterbury Road there. And, um, and I call I called the police and told them that that uh, I stopped to have some uh, food and these two guys came in made up this elaborate story and um, and then I they I, stole the car they stole the yeah. car and yeah. I gave a description and then I because it was I was so tired it was like three a.m. by this stage I went to my boss's house woke him up I said um, I don't know how to tell you this but the car's been stolen and he said what's been stolen. And I gave him uh, a description, except the description was very different to the description I gave the police. <laughs> I should have really been more careful. And uh, and we, he goes, well, we have to find it. We and we're driving around, and anyway, he found it the next day, and he knew that I'd smashed it because nothing yeah. was taken. And, and you and you fessed up though. You said, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, I did. He goes, come over. Uh, uh, we found the car, and I said, really? Oh, where? Where was it? <laughs> and he knew that I was lying. <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, we just found it wherever. I just come and sign some papers for the insurance. And I went to sign it. And I thought I got away with it by this stage. I'm going, the bastards. You know, people have got no morals these days. 
He's just looking at me silently. <laughs> Again, fuck. I mean, I can't believe people just take a car <laughs> and just smash it. And 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 then he interrupted me and said, "Listen, Akmal, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, did you smash the car?" And I said, "Yes, I did." <laughs> and then he said, "And then he said, okay, well then, give me the keys." And he went, "Yeah." Ah, uh, the keys about that. The, the, um, the Cook River. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I threw him in the river. Uh, yeah, and then I ran. I ran. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And that ended your um, career as a cab driver. Yeah, that was that ended. Well, you know, yeah, this this must ended. be a, an Egyptian technique. Was he Egyptian? Uh, he was Lebanese, actually. Yeah, but mm. and yeah. Because I used to when I when I was brand new selling cars mm-hmm. way back, and uh, worked with an Egyptian salesman, yeah. and he taught me this technique, which was called uh, level with me. And he just he'd pause and he'd pull his glasses down off his just perched them on the front of his nose and just look forward to the customer and he'd say, level with me, you know, and he'd get them to tell them the truth about what they'd really been offered for their trade-in. And, right. And uh, basically a come-clean manoeuvre. Right. Mm. That's uh, that's interesting. It'd be good if uh, the neck takes us to the next level and says, level with me. All right, I've been having affairs. I've, I've been <laughs> – I've got syphilis. And I've been embezzling. <laughs> All right, I'll sell you the car. <laughs> um, no, it's funny, but um, it's it's an interesting thing. I could never be a salesman. No, I'm just uh, you are a salesman. You sell you sell. I sell solutions. I sell jokes. I sell myself. That's right. I'm a, if you can get the audience to laugh, you you know, sales been made. That's right. I'm like a high class hooker, but not <laughs> not even that high class. <laughs> I'm Humor, a cheap hooker. Humorous hooker. I'm a street hooker. Hey mate, you want some jokes? Yeah, I got you look, some. You looking for some jokes? jokes? Hey, I'll I'll give you a very uh very good punchline. Yeah, yeah. I got some puns. You want yeah, some puns? Yeah. No, no. I got some political political gags. No rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You sound like you've done this before. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, but but you were always so generous to people in the cab too that you'd pick up. Yeah, because I didn't. That, there was didn't, one lady that you picked up. Yeah, I had a a, a woman. I had one of those amazing coincidences. Do you know Sydney at all? In, in um, Central Station, Eddie Avenue. You know Eddie Avenue. Anyway, it's it's where all the buses uh, hang out, right outside Central Station, and um, just between uh, Elizabeth and George. Yeah, or, or Elizabeth and Pitt. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, about five o'clock in the afternoon, I turn into Eddie Avenue, and this woman um, hails me, and um, she's been drinking, and um, she gets in the back of the cab. And she's crying. She's going, oh, oh, no. What's wrong? She goes, these dogs, they robbed me. I've just been robbed. i got no money. And I said, oh, it's terrible. Where do you live? She goes, Bankstown. She was crying. And she's going, oh, Bankstown, Bankstown. I said, what? Can't make out what you're saying. She goes, Bankstown. What? She went, Bankstown. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I said, okay, well, I'll take you home for free. Right? So I drove her all the way to Bankstown. And she just got out, didn't even thank me nor anything, just got out. <laughs> anyway, the next day, by an amazing coincidence, by just one in a million chances, I turn into Eddie Avenue around five o'clock and there's the same woman. <laughs> and she just hops in the back of the cab. She goes, oh, these dogs, they robbed me. I've been robbed. I said, wait on, excuse me. I picked you up yesterday and you told me the same story. <laughs> She goes, she goes, nah. I said, yes, you do. You live in Bankstown, right? You, you've told me the same story last night. 
And she just looked at me and paused and she went, beg your fucking pardon. <laughs> and I've never been able to forget that, the way she said it, beg your fucking pardon. I was like, you know, it was polite, like I beg your pardon, but with a fucking in it. Beg your fucking pardon. I said, well, no, if, you, if you've been robbed, then I'll take you to the police station. She goes, yeah, all right, take us to the police station. I took her to Newtown Police, who knew her really well. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But, but you had driven, you drove her all the way home to Bankstown knowing that you weren't going to get paid for it. Just, yeah. Just, to, just as a kind gesture. Well, she know? was crying. She'd been robbed. Yeah, sure. What well, a, you know, yeah. hucksters use your emotions like that. We used to have some nut jobs who used to pretend to buy a car <coughs> every month. Oh, yeah. Like they were... Like they were living on a park bench, but they'd wear a fancy suit yeah. and they'd they'd come in and and go through all the rigmarole of buying a very expensive car and then yeah. sign all the paperwork and then not come through with the deposit and they and salesperson after salesperson they'd that's, break their that's heart. mental because you know um, I live in the in the Byron Bay area right and we oh. we stupidly bought a property in a place called Hewenbrook, which is in the middle of nowhere right it's in the middle of, it's in the forest. And uh, we thought we were going to sell our house, but we couldn't. So we were stuck with – anyway, long story short, we've had about five offers so far of people who have absolutely no concept of money. Absolutely none. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like five in a row, one, you know, they'd, they'd make an offer. They'd, so they'd come into the real estate agent and go, oh, let's have a look at this property. Seven acres. And they'd go, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, we'll make an offer. And they'd make an offer and we'd accept it. And then, and then they'd go to the bank and ask for the loan. <laughs> and then, and then, and then we'll go, what happened to the offer? And then they go, oh, no, nah, mate, I, this guy says to me, no, nah, the bank's turned me down. I, I told them that I don't have a job now, but I was planning to grow food on the property and then sell the food to the locals. And that's how I was going to pay the mortgage. And they turned me down. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so, uh, but this this didn't happen once. But you and Kate flew to Sydney to sign the contract and papers. Yeah, to sign the contracts. People. Same thing. They made an offer, <laughs> and uh, it's like uh, in The Simpsons when he goes and <laughs> bids for a Picasso, <laughs> and then he goes, uh, you know, uh, and the two hundred forty million for woman with a vase goes to the snotty little boy. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> just runs out. Are there any serious bids? <laughs> Everyone else runs out. <laughs> so, uh, yes. But, but, but out of the kindness of your heart, because Kate and Akmal like, are two of the nicest people that you'll ever meet. In the world. And he, uh, the, they had this grandiose idea of moving into the into the wilderness, so they bought a place up in Ewanbrook, up the top uh, mountain out of uh, Mullumbimby, yes. where it rains 90% of the year. Yes. Um, and, and there are tiger snakes. Yes. And there are um, scorpions. Yeah. Ticks. Ticks. Yeah. You know, I got woken up one morning by my wife saying, I think there's a tiger snake in the pantry. <laughs> and so I said, well, which one's the pantry? It's crazy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, she pointed at it and I just ran out like a coward. I'm not a, I'm the man of the... I can relate to that. I lived on five acres and we had all sorts of snakes and py- there's a python longer than the car yeah. on the grounds. Yeah. There's a monitor lizard, kangaroo, ticks. Yeah, Australia is basically um, very, very scary for foreigners. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. 
But but you ended up moving out of because Akmal's got a lovely place in Byram mm. and it's got all the creature. Should comforts. we give the address? Yeah, yeah. Why come not? on, all the listeners, <laughs> come and visit. <laughs> come take me. Greg. <laughs> Greg lives with me now. He lives behind my bed. He um he's got you know a lovely place and you rented that out. You moved up to Ewanbrook, and then you're like, "We got to get out of here. This is crazy. Like, yeah. this is not. This is not for us. This is wild, wild country." So you then wanted to move back into your house in Byron. Yeah. However, there was a lady living there. Yeah, right? there's a lady there. We gave it gave it to her uh, very cheaply because yeah. she was a single mum. Yes. Yeah. Sob story again. Sob story, right? Yes. And um, and then we asked, oh, "We want to move back to our house." See, this guy is a, is a, is a, you know, James is a, is a like a high rolling businessman. Yes. <laughs> He's listening to this thinking, who is this loser? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> who is this? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's, a, I can tell by the look on his face, even though it's a still picture. <laughs> you know, the still picture changed. You know, he's going, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> right. So we, we gave it to her at like a, a very reduced rate. And then when we wanted to move back in, the contract had run out and she's saying, I can't move out. I'm saving up to go to Europe. And we said, okay, well, when, when do you think you'll want to move out? He said, um, a few more months. So we were renting. So you had to go and rent another house yeah. in Mullen. And then we find out that she's been, she's been using the place as a bed and breakfast, oh. charging like two grand a week. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and people were writing. Uh, yeah, our, our, um, um, Lizette in at our office. Yeah. In, in A-list entertainment. She, she was looking for a place to stay in Byron. Yeah. And so we went, hang on, that looks like Akmal's place. And she called you and you're like, what? Yeah. And, <laughs> and we look, online. And, and there's testimonials. Yeah. I stayed with Rebecca. The owner of the house. Yeah. Rebecca's house. It was, she was a wonderful host. She only charges us two thousand dollars a week, <laughs> and here you are renting another house. Yeah, yeah. But but, the, but then some people just don't accept when they've done the wrong thing. Mm. So we rang her up and said, you, "Like taxi you, drivers, like taxi drivers, exactly." <laughs> she, she said, "Someone stole the house. It's been stolen. <laughs> Where the keys are in, yeah. in Tel Aviv? Where are the keys <laughs> that have been thrown out?" No, but she said uh, she told us off. Like we were saying, wait on you're renting this place out without our permission. And uh, we want to move back in. And she's like, what are you hassling me for? I'm trying to get to Europe. God. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to you. Yes, she did. But yes. in her good time. Yes. We're suckers. That's what we are. Well, you know, at the kindness of your own heart. But you, well, guys, you guys, at least you can sleep, sleep well. Sleep easy. Well, she took the bed. <laughs> We're sleeping on the rug now. <laughs> but, but um, you... you your place, you know, you got some great neighbors who come on over, and it's like yeah. it's it's kind of like Seinfeld, you know, Kramer. And, well, we've got a Kramer. Yeah, you have to come and visit James. Oh, you come to Byron much? Well, well, yeah. James is an avid surfer. He would love it up there. Well, he, well he, so is Frank. Frank, yeah, we, we we should actually get Frank on one of these podcasts. I think it would be oh, hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Frank would be. We awesome. should do that. The next time that I'm up, we should we should do that. that Frank is a fascinating guy. He looks exactly like Kramer from Seinfeld. But he's far more interesting, and uh, and far more, uh, uh, you know, like very interesting uh, background. Very he was a he was a barrister. He was a barrister for Joseph Ramos Horta, who was the uh, president of, of of East Timor, and and when he he was his personal barrister, and during the the uh, the, 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 the the war, mm. um, he they were bombed and. He saw atrocities and stuff and became very disillusioned. And uh, he, he stopped being a barrister and became a hippie full-time. 
and um, and he's 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 got some very fascinating theories about life, the government, world events. Yeah, world events. He's extremely well read, but mm. uh, I mean, I guess most people would define him as uh, a loony. Mm. A lefty That's, loony. This sounds exactly like that slow mo guy from the Venice Beach that does the rollerblading, who used to be a, a I think he was a psychiatrist ha- or something. Harry Carey. I Is saw him name? last week. Yeah, on the, with the he's like Hendrickson with a turban. No, he's just some old guy oh, no. rollerblades with one leg up all the time in a oh, state of oh, right, oh, happiness. Right, right. Huh. Mm. Slow mo. Yeah. I'll send you the link. You'll enjoy okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to go on a surfing safari up there for sure. It's the best surf, man. And um, we should do that. We should do a road trip up there. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure Akmal would have us. Surfer too now. <laughs> yeah. No surfing. It's it's really uh, the notion, a lot of beaches, a, a lot of ladies to look at when you're not surfing. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the uh, view. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's yes. a good it's a good spot up there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um I think uh, I think we should do that. We should do that as a like a road trip podcast series. Yes. You know? uh, well, I'll introduce you to all my friends. Yeah, yeah. All, we, uh, we, interesting we, there are some interesting friends up there. One of them that used to live with Jimi Hendrix at Hay Ashbury. There was a guy who was in a band called Gong, G O N G. Have you heard of them? They were no. huge. They're still huge in England. Like when he goes to England, he gets mobbed. Mm. Um, wow. You know, and 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 he he uh, Pink Floyd with with his support act in Glastonbury in 1969. Mm. He's 75, and he plays guitar like Hendrix. Wow. And he looks, yeah, he looks extra, and he serves. And he's 75. Didn't he used to hang out with Miles as well? Yeah, he he, he was he he shared a house with Jimi Hendrix. In the 60s. And then, and I thought, when I first met him, he was telling me this, and I'm going, yeah, obviously you've done too many bongs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> too many, you know, too many happy herbs. But then I went to his house, and it's all true. It's all documented. It's all photos. It's all photos and and um, I heard his music, and uh, he's, got in, he's got like a, you know, film of him with Hendrix playing on stage. and mm. um, So it's full of characters like that. That's why I love it. Mm. It's just really interesting people. That could, that could be an interesting um, exploration yes. into the characters of Byron. Mm. Yes. Well, well, I think um, I think we should we should probably get to sleep. We got to we got to take a road trip to Echuca tomorrow. Yes. To, uh, all the list yeah. all the listeners must be jealous. Yes. <laughs> we're going uh, to Echuca. Are taking, you? We're taking our comedy to the to the Empire Theatre of Echuca. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, have have a great gig, gentlemen. It should be fun. Yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you, James, and uh, enjoy the rest of your time over there too. Well, 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 you got what another week out over there in the Philippines? Yeah, yep. Yeah, go I'm ahead. going uh, going exploring. Going to visit a volcano. Hopefully, it's not active. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be home. I'm looking forward to having another surf. Actually, I've been practicing oh, on a yoga mat. Yeah, I was thinking this is um, the longest probably. That you've had as a break from surfing this year, right? It is, but but I'm, my body's getting rested, and it's it's yeah. Um, you need it. Yeah. I've read like I'm devouring Kindles on surfing. I'm I'm um, looking at surfboards online designs and stuff. I'm just uh, visualizing it at the moment. But I'm learning nice. with the with the yoga map. You can actually practice 
the footsteps for nose riding and stuff, cross-stepping it's called. And uh, I'm hoping to be able to come back like one of those movies where you've trained in the yeah, yeah, you, background you've and gone you come to the event and you're just like that's all done with, That's all done with green screen. <laughs> it's oh, okay. done, in a, done in a studio at St. Leonard's. <laughs> Actually, I, have a, I have a green screen at, at home, a studio at home, so I might have to yeah. simulate something to, to be more impressive. Yeah, I'm in a surf movie. Yeah. Yeah. Akmal does Hawaii. Sounds like the Batman theme as well. No, that's the thing. I've, I've never really been a good... Uh, Arabs are not well known for surfing. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> no. yeah, sand, you know, it was called the sand nigger the other day. Really? That's that came out of that came out of nowhere. No, I, I did. Actually, sh- I did snowboard in um, Egypt in the sand dunes. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a very uh, good link there. Yeah, yeah, nice Change the subject, segue. very nice work. Yeah, <laughs> got out of that very <laughs> smoothly. <laughs> well, you see, I have no, I don't know any of these techniques, or, but but uh, I think you guys should uh, just have a stratospheric performance in yes, Pachuca. Thank you. You know, uh, in the, in the sand surfing of uh, Saudi Arabia, um, hang ten means that they just hang 10 people. <laughs> they hang them in the square. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we're hanging 10. <laughs> nice. Did and, you just and come up with that one right there? I just, just then on the spot. Oh, that's yeah, that's just, great. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm tired. It's like... It's customary that we end our show on a low note. <laughs> yes, no, that's well. You, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> me as a guest <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure of that that was it I think that was the low point just then just then mm. okay alright you, you know that Akmal used to uh, this is like Akmal's second uh, hidden talent oh no it was actually a broadcaster talent he used to host um, the, the high rating drive time show on the Nova uh, <laughs> radio station yes, yes. He, he was he was the the big uh, the big wig um Mm. On uh, drive time radio, but then uh... then they realised their mistake and called security, <laughs> <laughs> and I was out of there. <laughs> I got away with a few free CDs. <laughs> yeah, that could be that could be a whole another episode. Your 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 time on commercial radio. Yes, yes. And <laughs> the funny the funny thing is, like Akmal just got over you got over it, and you're just like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And Artie manager called up and said. Listen, they really want you. And he said, I don't want to do it. And he goes, well, how much money would you need to do it for? You said this amount. He went back to them and said this amount, thinking that they would never go for it. And they went, yep, mm. we'll do it. Yeah. Because so, so, when you say this amount, it's quite obscure. It could be anything. <laughs> we, we've got this amount. <laughs> well, he'll accept this amount. Yeah, but then, no, he meant that amount. Uh, oh. Oh, well, this and that, they're two different things. Yes. But then uh, Tom, Tom Gleason came to... Akmal for advice. He was on the radio, and Akmal said to him, "Mate, just do what I do. Just tell my wife this amount or nothing, or and I'll he, leave, or I'll leave." So he did that, and they said, "Okay, go." <laughs> and uh, so, so he kind of backfired. And he hasn't talked to. Well, he hasn't talked to me since. <laughs> I haven't heard from Tom since then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tom. Hello, Tom. If you're listening. All right, guys. Well, Great we'll guy. catch you next time. Okay, James. Right, James, have a good time in the Philippines. See you. Thank you. Stay, stay in some air conditioning. <laughs> Bye. Cool. See you, mate.
You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.